We'd like to thank the Lord for the privilege of being in his house again this morning. A beautiful day that God's given us, and we just thank God for everyone that's come this way. Uh, we had a wonderful Sunday school this morning. We appreciate it. Thank the Lord for it. And even watching people come in, it just blessed my heart. I appreciate every person that's here and our visitors. We have a number of visitors, and we want to say especially thank you for being here this morning. It blesses us that you come to God's house with us. And we appreciate God's mercy. He's so good to us. I have a verse that's on my heart I'd like to share this morning. Uh, this is Psalms 150 and verse 6. And uh, this is the last verse in the book of Psalms. Listen. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And so God's worthy of praise and we need to be praising him. And the only way we can do that is to obey him. We have to obey the Lord. So keep that in mind. Let me read that again. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Let's all stand for a moment as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. Thank you for already blessing us. Thank you for helping us. God, thank you for uh, the joy that we feel of being in your house and the excitement we have looking toward the worship service this morning. God, I pray that you bless us to worship you in spirit and truth and speak to people's hearts this morning. Uh, God, help us to uh, realize where we need to be. And God, help us that when you call to us and speak to us and uh, get our attention, God, help us to be obedient to you. Lord, we ask you to bless this service. We pray for it in its entirety. We ask you these things in Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated.
around and we'll turn it back over to Brother Terry. It's good to be here this morning. Thankful for everyone that's made an effort to be here and investors we may have. Uh, good to be home. And uh, I pray if you're here today and you don't know the Lord that you'd find him. And uh, I'm glad it's that way that we can come. And I was lost one time when I came in the house of the Lord and God spoke to me. And I found him that day and I'm thankful for that. And uh, at this time I ask everybody seated to stand. We'll take a prayer request. Anyone this morning with an unspoken prayer request? Let's surely remember all these. Anyone this morning with a spoken prayer request? this morning. If not, let's follow the Lord this morning, really get in his way and whatever he asks of us, let's be willing to do. So nobody else has any spoken prayer requests, we'll ask Brother Mike to lead us in prayer. this time if anybody have anything on their heart whether it be a song or a testimony I'm glad we give room for people to follow the Lord so if you got anything on your heart feel free
the song or testimony. in my heart, but I, I am thankful to be here this morning, uh, thankful for that song, I'm going that way, I'm glad to be going home one of these days, uh, no matter what happens down here, so many times we go through troubles and trials, uh, but there's a joy in knowing one of these days I'm going to step off on the other side of Jordan and be home with the Lord, I'm thankful for that, so anyone else this morning with a song or testimony? If not, let's be much in prayer, we'll turn it up to our pastor. Sure good to be here this morning. Good to see everybody cheer. Even as I saw people coming in, it's blessed my heart. And uh, got a great crowd this morning. Let me ask again. I, I, I appreciate the opening up. Brother Cooper gave plenty of time, but I just feel like asking again if somebody's got a song or a testimony. Uh, just follow the Lord. And while we're waiting, I'll say again, I appreciate uh, Sunday school and appreciate the choir singing. And uh, God's just blessed us already this morning. It's, it's really good to be here. Anybody else got anything? All right. I want you to pray very much. Uh, I'd like to look in the scripture of the book of Acts. If you'd like to look into the 24th chapter of the book of Acts with me, uh, we'll be looking at a passage of scripture where uh, Apostle Paul was a prisoner, and he was being accused of a lot of things and uh, questioned very harshly and uh, uh, put in a bad spot. But all the time, he was doing what he needed to do for the Lord. You know, sometimes we face obstacles in life and hindrances, but we need to keep on doing whatever God's give us to do, be about the Father's business. And so uh, here in this uh, 24th chapter, and I, I'll catch a few verses here. I don't want to read all of this down through here, but in the verse 13, one thing that Paul says he says, neither can they prove the things whereof they now accuse me. Uh, he was uh, stating his case, and he'd been accused of some things. His, his real uh, issue that they had with him is he was teaching and preaching about Jesus Christ. And, uh, but they, they accused him of lying. They, they accused him of uh, uh, being uh, uh, against the people of Israel. Uh, that was all lies. Uh, they couldn't prove any of that. Now, down here in verse 21, he said, except it be for this one voice that I cried standing among them, touching the resurrection of the dead. I am called in question by you this day. And then we get down here in verse 22, and we uh, come in contact here with a man named Felix. Uh, he was the governor down here at this time. He was the one that was in charge. And verse 22 said, When Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way. Now, I want you to uh, pause with me for a minute. Uh, Felix uh, felt like that uh, he knew more about uh, what they were questioning Paul about than the people there did. So him saying, uh, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he deferred them and said, when uh, Lysias, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the uttermost of your matter. Uh, so, so Felix, he has quite a bit of confidence in himself. He said, I know a lot about this. I'll have this all figured out by the time this comes. I'm going to take care of this. And so, and he goes on, verse 23, and he commanded a centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty and that he should forbid none of his acquaintances to minister or come to him. And so that was a benefit. 
Paul's people could come. They could minister to him. They could visit with him. And so that was great. And going on, he said in verse 24, And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning uh, the faith in Christ. Now, listen to verse 25 here. This is a key to uh, what this message is about. And as he reasoned, that's Paul, as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. And so I want you to pray very earnestly this morning and want you to consider those things I've shared with you. Uh, Felix uh, felt like he had a good understanding of these things. I believe Felix had some uh, religious education. I believe Felix was probably a very intelligent man. Uh, Felix had confidence in what he thought. He, he was married to a, a Jewish lady. Uh, undoubtedly, uh, she had some understanding of these things. And so he brought her with him when they came down here uh, to question Paul. And so uh, he felt like he's going to get everything sorted out. Uh, things didn't go like Felix thought. As, as Paul began uh, to reason with him about righteousness and temperance and judgment to come, uh, the Bible said Felix trembled. Uh, I remember a time when I trembled. Uh, the people around me probably didn't see me trembling. I'm not real sure. Uh, but deep down inside, I trembled. Uh, I became alarmed uh, when the gospel reached me, and that's uh, what reached Felix here. Uh, I believe that as uh, Paul reasoned with him, uh, I believe God let Paul share the gospel with him. Uh, that was what uh, Paul's job was. and uh, He taught and preached about uh, Jesus Christ, about him coming and uh, dying on the cross and raising from the dead and uh, being the Savior of the world. Uh, Paul preached about the shed blood of Jesus. And now, I, 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 two things I want to focus on today. I want to focus on Felix and Paul. Now, when uh, Paul began uh, to reason with Felix about righteousness and temperance and judgment come, uh, God really pointed this out to me as I was studying this recently. Uh, Paul had to be uh, in the right shape uh, before he could do the job that he was doing. When he began to reason with him of righteousness, he had, he had to be in tune with that righteousness. Uh, when he uh, began to reason with him about temperance, you know, temperance, uh, that's uh, staying in bounds. Uh, if you stay in the proper bounds you're supposed to stay in, that's being a temperate person. Uh, but listen, uh, you can't uh, be a good enough person to satisfy God without you get saved and get washed in the blood of the Lamb. When, when I was just a young man, uh, probably uh, if uh, people... Uh, and I'm just guessing, and I may be flattering myself, but I suppose that if people mentioned me, they probably said, well, he's a pretty good boy. Uh, I hadn't done anything real scandalous or real evil or real bad, so they might have said I was a pretty good boy. Uh, but you know what I was? Uh, I was a poor lost sinner. And uh, when the gospel reached me, the gospel uh, told me how bad of shape that I was. And, and so when Paul reasoned with Felix here about righteousness, uh, you know what Jesus uh, told him. I've got this uh, marked over here, uh, what Jesus actually told him about righteousness. Uh, I'll just read that to you. It's in uh, the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew. And uh, Jesus uh, was talking to him over here. This is when Jesus went up on the mountain and, and, and gave the Sermon on the Mount. And this is part of it here. 
He said, I say unto you, except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. And uh, back over here, uh, back, and I marked that too, but uh, back here, uh, and I think it's in the book of Isaiah. I won't even turn back and read it. But back there, I'll tell you the gist of what it says. It says, all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. When, when you talk about righteousness, uh, my goodness, when uh, Paul began to reason with Felix about righteousness, uh, and that was one of the things I believe that caused uh, Felix to tremble. He probably thought he was a real good fella, uh, probably very religious fella, uh, probably, uh, probably a man that tried to do the right thing. I don't know all about him, but uh, he was a man that was in a position of authority. But when Paul began to reason with him of righteousness and tempers and judgment to come, he began to tremble inside. I'm telling you what, it doesn't take an earthquake. It doesn't take fireworks in the sky. Uh, when I was a lost boy, uh, when God's gospel got hold of me and when God began to reason with me, the old preachers preached and, and, and the, the singers sang and the church testified and, and the Spirit of God moved. I began to see myself on the outside instead of on the inside. And, and so let me ask again, if you're here and you're saved by the grace of God, is your life in such a way uh, that you can be a light to people around you? Uh, there's more to do uh, than just trying to be a pretty good person. Uh, how many times do you see people get saved and maybe join the church? And after they've been in church a while, usually right after people get saved, usually they have a pretty good zeal to go to church. They have a pretty good interest in church. But a lot of times down the way, down the road of life a little bit, they get busy. They got things going on. They got other important things that distract them. And they just kind of come once in a while. They kind of come now and then. Nothing really bad that they're doing. But just don't have a zeal. Just don't, I just don't have it on their heart. I'm telling you, we need to get it on our hearts. We need to get in. We need to be like Paul. We, and I know not everybody's a preacher. I'm not saying that, but. God told everybody to say, uh, ye are the light of the world. We need to be in a spot where we can be a light to people around about. Uh, there were people uh, that certainly were not preachers. Uh, there were people uh, that uh, were not maybe uh, public people in church. Uh, there were people that I saw when I was a boy uh, that were a light to me and caused me to realize I need what they have. And so back here when we're looking at this and we see Felix and, and all the things that he said here, uh, I've got knowledge of this, uh, I understand this, I'll have this all figured out, I'll have this all taken care of. How, how shocked he might have been uh, when Paul began to reason with him of righteous and, and temperance. And what about judgment to come? Boy, I'll tell you what, about the judgment. Uh, Jesus uh, told some people, uh, he said, you'll come on that day and you'll say, we've done many wonderful works in thy name. Uh, but Jesus said, I'll say unto you, uh, depart from me, you work with, uh, workers of iniquity. Uh, I never knew you. Uh, uh, good works don't get you into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, you can be a good person. Uh, you can do good things. Uh, you can go to church regular. I'm telling you what, you can even have your name on the church books. Let me be more explicit. Uh, you can have your name on the church books of Lima Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, and me or one of these other preachers around here could baptize in water. Uh, that won't get you into heaven. What's it take, preacher? It takes being born again. It takes being washed in the blood. That's why when Paul began to reason with Felix about righteousness and temperance and judgment to come, Felix trembled inside. Boy, he had an opportunity right then. 
Jesus said over in the book of Revelation, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open unto me, I'll come in and sup with him and him with me. I'm telling you what, when God gets our attention, we need to reach out to God by faith. How do we get faith, preacher? Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When God's gospel reaches us and God talks to us, God, uh, he'll plant that seed of faith in there. Then it's up to us what we do with it. We can reject it or we can reach out to God with it. We can open the door, say, Lord, come on in. Boy, I'm telling you what, I'm glad when God spoke to me, I'm glad I spoke back to him. Uh, the Bible said, seek and you shall find. Uh, I'm telling you what, uh, what did Felix do here that was wrong? I'll tell you what he did. When he trembled inside, he could have said to Paul, I, I see there's something that I'm missing. He could have said, I see there's something that I need. He could have said, Paul, would you pray with me here? I want to get what you've got. But instead, he rejected. He said, go you way for now. I'll call for you at a more convenient season. What is convenient? I'm telling you, when the Holy Ghost is calling and knocking at your heart, when God's speaking to you, it never will get more convenient than that. It's when God's calling is when we need to respond, we need to answer. That's probably enough preaching. Uh, get us a song this morning. When, when Paul reasoned with Felix of righteousness and temperance and judgment to come, boy, I'm telling you what, I believe God's reasoning with somebody today about righteousness and temperance and judgment to come. I'm telling you what, judgment begins at the house of the Lord. God's Holy Ghost uh, moves and touches people's heart, and God gets your attention. There's a trembling down inside. Uh, God got my attention. It shocked me. I was shy. I hesitated to come. But while the church stands this morning, let me put it this way. If you're here today, and you're not where you need to be with Jesus Christ, would you just step out and come and let's pray? Just come and let's pray about it today. If you're lost, you need to get saved. If you're saved, you need to get on fire for God. Sing when you're ready. Somebody needs to come this morning. Would you come right now? Come right now. Let God have his way in your life. You don't have to be a bad person to need to come to the altar. You don't have to be a, an outlaw to need to come and pray at the altar. Well, preacher, what do I need to be? Let me beg of you today. If you're here and you know you're not where you need to be with God, you might be a good moral person. You might be a Bible-read person. But if, you, if you're not where you need to be spiritual with God, first of all, you need to be born again. If you haven't been born again, how about come and let's pray about that this morning. Come and let's pray about that. It's your choice. It's your choice. Nobody will get you by the arm and drag you. God won't make you come. But when you realize there's a need down inside, there's something you don't have that you could have, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. When Paul reasoned with Felix about righteousness, Felix's righteousness didn't measure up. My righteousness didn't measure up. There's one righteousness that measures up. That's the righteousness of the Son of God. 
he died and rose again, and because of his righteousness, I can have salvation, and I have salvation. But I had to come and ask for it. Would you come and ask for it today? Please, right here, right now. Take your step and come on. Let's talk to Jesus about it. Nobody's gonna force you. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna twist your arm. But if you feel that need inside, would you come here this morning? Right now, come on, let's come and pray. Will you just take a step out and come and let's talk to God about this. When you're, when you're through praying, do whatever you want to. Stay with us at the front or come back to your seat. Whatever it is, do that. Somebody needs to make a move. And if you're here today and you're just not on fire for God like you could be, if you're saved but you're just not feeling the power of God's Holy Spirit moving your life, come and pray about it. Let God enrich you. Let God fire you up. Let God help you this morning. Would you come? Come on. Come on. Well, I know there's some folks here need to come. I woke up way in the morning with people on my heart. I was glad I did. God let me pray for some folks. <clears throat> some of you here this morning. But my waking up and praying for you in the middle of the night is not enough. It takes you doing something. Ask them to hold up just a minute. We'll say a few more things and we'll ask them to sing again. Let me be real explicit. If you're here this morning and you're, you're just not saved by the grace of God and you'd like to be saved, if you just don't feel that peace and joy down in your soul, you just don't have that to feel and you want that, I want to ask you to come and let's pray about it. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. Are, are you willing to seek the Lord this morning? Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Seeking ye shall find. Make an effort this morning. And, and let me ask you this. If you're here today and you're saved, but you're just not doing anything bad maybe, but maybe just kind of dragging along. I've been in that spot plenty of times. And it's easy to get there. Not every time that I've got there, I've come to the altar. Sometimes I've just repented maybe in my seat. But sometimes I've needed to come to the altar. There's times in my life that I said, okay, God, I'll just repent right here in my seat. And God said, no, I want you to come to the altar. Why? Well, God knows what we need to do. If you feel like you need to come to the altar, you don't have to be a, a bad person to need to come to the altar. And there might be somebody here this morning saved that needs to join this church. Boy, if you do, we're glad to have you. We're not trying to pressure anybody, uh, nothing like that. But if you're here and God's, let you know in your heart this is where you need to be. This is where you need to uh, be working for the Lord. You need to be a part of this body, this church. Well, we're glad to have you. God wants us to be where we need to be to do the job for him uh, that's most effective. And if we'll follow God, we'll be doing that. But if we don't follow God, we won't be doing that. And so whatever your need is today, if you need to get saved, if you need to join this church, doors is open to you this morning. And, and back to you that are lost. All those, all those invitations God put on my heart. 
But my greatest burden and, and my greatest heart's desire of imitation this morning is that you that haven't been saved would just feel a little touch and you'd come and ask God to give you salvation. Sing another song for us. Come right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Please come. Nothing to be ashamed of in obeying God. Nothing to be ashamed of. Don't let Satan talk you out of obeying the Lord this morning. Please come. Please come. Please come right now, right here. Please come. And listen, if you're here and you're saved and you've got somebody on your heart, if God really puts it on your heart, you might even want to say, would you like me to go pray with you? Do you need to go pray? The first time I ever went to the altar, my good friend Rod Mason, he was already saved and he was sitting by me and I was feeling like I needed to go and he got me by the hands and Terry, you need to go pray? And I said, yeah. He said, let's go. And so we went and we prayed. That was the start of my journey. And I, I didn't get saved that, that night, but not too long after that I did. And I was glad I made my start. I'm glad I made my step out. I'm glad I, listen, somebody needs to come today. Will you just please come? If you'll come, it'll bless your heart and it'll bless my heart. It'll please God. You know who you are needing to come. Come on and get in. Boy, right now, please come. Please come and answer the call today. Answer God's call. God's calling some folks. I just, I just can't quit. Somebody's needing to come so bad. Come on ahead. Come on ahead. Let's get this fixed. Let God handle it. The devil said you can't do it. Just give it up. The devil's trying to get in your way, but God can handle it. Let God handle it. Come to him. Come on this morning. Would you please come? Well, there's a number of folks here I'm burdened for real strong this morning. heads bowed and eyes closed and piano playing softly. Let me just talk to you right out of my heart. Of course, that's what I've been trying to do. But it seems like maybe this is more almost like one-on-one. -on -one. Let me talk to those that are saved already that are needing to move this morning. I believe we've got a number of those. Well, if you're here this morning, I'm so thankful you're here. And if you've been saved, I'm thankful for that. And if, if you're not where you need to be with the Lord, and God's letting you know that. I'm thankful God's letting you know that. You know what? When I was out of fellowship with God, and I wasn't out doing a lot of really bad things, but I just wasn't following God. You know the thing that got my attention the most? I had people that I loved that I wanted to see get saved, and I wasn't helping them. And God really impressed that on me. If you're here today and 
you're saved, but you're not where you need to be with the Lord, and you can't really help your people like you'd like to, you'd like to get back in, would you, would you just acknowledge that? Would you just raise your hand and say, pray for me? Oh, I appreciate that hand. That touches my heart. Would there be others that just raise your hand if you just need to get back in so you can help your people? And, boy, I was so glad when I got back in and I could, I could be a light to my people. Now, let me speak to you that are lost again this morning. If you're here and you've never been saved by God's grace and you really need to be and want to be, would, would you acknowledge it by raising your hand? Well, I appreciate that hand. Would there be another one? Would there be another one? Just raise your hand. Let me ask one more thing. If you're here this morning, and this might be a hard one for you to acknowledge, but I feel like asking. If you're here this morning and you're really wrestling with the idea of Maybe I need to join this church and you'd like for us to pray for you that God would help you sort that out. Would you raise your hand? Would be somebody raise your hand to that? Quickly. Okay, raise your heads up, open your eyes. In just a minute, I'm going to have them sing. Boy, God's here and this is urgent and people need to move and people need to get in. And when you obey God, it'll bless you and it'll help other people too. If you'll come, if you're, if you're saved and you'll come and get in, you can have power to help your people that's lost get saved. I already talked about that. We already had hands raised on that. But whatever you need is, if you're lost, if you're out of fellowship, if you need to join this church at the door, come right now while we sing this song. While we sing this song. Don't put it off anymore. Don't wait. Don't put it off anymore. Come and let's go. Let's go. Let's do things like God wants done this morning. Come on. Come on, friend. Come on, let's get in. What about that lost person that you want to help? Boy, their soul's precious. Don't take a chance on being a stumbling block to them. Come and get in. Oh, God, help us. Come on.
Amen. Thank you for your prayers and your good attention. Uh, I'm telling you, God's calling. When I when I was a young preacher and uh, I would preach and feel like the Lord had moved and it was evident to me God was calling folks and, and they, they wouldn't move. It was bewildering to me. And I, I, I must still be a young preacher because it's bewildering to me this morning. I just, my heart's so heavy, and I just feel such a uh, powerful load. And, and I'm glad that God's called people. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wanting God to take away the burden or the heavy load. I, I want that. Uh, I'm glad the church carried that load for me when I was lost or even when I was out of fellowship. And, and the church is burdening, got a burden. And even right now, if you're here, and God's speaking to you even without a song. You can step out and come right now. We need to obey the Lord. And uh, when we don't obey God, we lose so much, and uh, we lose an opportunity to help our people, and uh, we use an opportunity to help ourselves. If you're lost and you'll obey the Lord and get saved, it'll help you. It'll give you eternal life. But then you can help your friends and your loved ones. Uh, you can be a light to them. So it's good to be here, I guess. It's hard for me to stop this morning. Anything else on anybody's heart before we come to close? Right, if not, just be seated for a minute. We'll turn off the now. Any announcements? Okay. Got any announcements, anybody? Okay, got, got a few coming here. Come ahead. I just want to remind everybody that Girls' Day, Guys' Day is this Saturday. Um, girls are meeting at 845 instead of 9, and that's because we're going to meet here at 845, figure out who's riding with who, and then we will head to Big B is where we're going to be in Eastgate. And we're going to do a Bible study at Big B, and then we're going to head to Columbus to shop. Girls are going to need money to eat, and they're going to need money to shop. We're going to do some kind of activity. We said Top Golf. We're not real sure, but some kind of activity, and the youth group will pay for that. The guys are meeting here at 8. They're going to have a Bible study, and I believe they are heading to the Dayton-Cincinnati area from there. And guys will need money to eat on. This is for 6th grade and up. If you're below 6th grade and you want to come, you can, but a parent will need to come with you. And Cass will put out all the final details this week in a one call. Mine's very simple. I just wanted to let everyone know the new fire alarm system is complete and it is active and online and it's very loud so don't pull it please mine's um it's hard for me to get up here when something's spiritual because i am so excited about this um i don't even really know where to start but it's to do with the schools and if you could all really pay attention because i am just overwhelmed with what god has done but he, t he took our church and he gave it a heart to serve. And that's not something that every church has, but um, he put it on the hearts to help the schools and help kids. And, and uh, he gave me Evelyn to work with and she prays about everything. And I'm so thankful for that. But I wanted to give you an update because um, when we started out, Evelyn and I collected all the stuff that you brought in and, and money and we didn't have anybody to give it to. And, we prayed about it and she said, you know, God wouldn't give it to us if there wasn't a need. And I said, you're right, you're right, let's just keep going. So I just wanted to give you an update. Um, Krista's school, it was approximately about $1,500 that we helped them with. And then God gave us a family 
and uh, showed us 15 kids that needed shirts, pants. You say, what's that got to do with school supplies? It's not. It's God gave them to us. And it's shirts and pants and underclothes. And uh, then he sent another family that, um, Katie's school, and we had run out of money. And I was like, Lord, you know, there's eight children that had a fire. They need everything. Where am I going to get this money right now? And God laid it on the deacon's hearts to just give us money. And that's a God thing. And it's something that um, you can't produce. It's something God gives you. It's something God has given our church. He's given us a heart to serve. And um, Andrew said, Mommy goes, I'd like to see our church outreach. And I said, oh, Andrew, our church outreaches in many ways. I said, you don't even know. But I said, it's important that the church outreaches to families that we don't even know. You know, 21 kids we helped with school supplies, shirts, clothes, Bibles. Um, I think Cassandra had 21 families for Thanksgiving. These are outreaches that, that God gave us. God sent these families to us. But he also gave the church a heart to serve. And he can give us these families all he wants, but until the church has a heart to serve, it means nothing. So my heart's overwhelmed, and I'm very, very thankful that um, he provided he provided the funds. He provided the, the, the transportation to get these items. He provided people that were willing to go out and get these things. And I'm just overwhelmed with thankfulness, um, not just to the church, but to the Lord for allowing us to serve. announcements, those testimonies, those praises to God. God's really been good to us. Anything else on anybody's heart? I want to say this again. We're glad of everybody cheering, glad of every visitor cheer. Uh, especially honored and glad to have David Evil Sizer's dad with us this morning. And uh, as we as we ask everybody to stand, we're going to ask Brother Evil Sizer if he'll ask a uh, pray benediction. 